I'm David Scandura. I'm Justice Burkett. And today we're here to find out, is Santa's Slay the greatest movie ever made? Christmas is over when I say it's over. Welcome to The Greatest Movie Ever Made, the show where we watch a movie and tell you if it's the greatest movie ever made. Ho, ho, ho! A movie that is so thoroughly entertaining and compelling that while you're watching it, it's the only thing that matters in this world. I'm Davis Gandura, and I'm back here in the pod crucible, joined as always by my co-host and jacked santa claus <laughs> justice burkett jacked uh jack santa claus but not not uh what goldberg is in this movie which is jacked jewish santa claus jacked jewish demon santa claus <laughs> also i'm nowhere near as jacked as uh 2005 bill goldberg holy shit man oh that's the later in the movie when he takes off his jacket yeah, and you he, see those arms he's in a little tank top and i was like oh fuck also everybody's like calling him fatso and shit in this movie and i'm like are you seeing this man he's like his his torso is like a tree trunk yeah. there's no fat on this man he's like 100 percent just solid muscle um it's just very funny that people kept calling him fat i was like hmm, i don't think so <laughs> how you doing justice um doing pretty good david uh yes yeah, uh we're recording this right after thanksgiving um i had a good thanksgiving with the fam this week uh obviously get some time off work because of the holiday so that's been nice uh, I'm just trying to trying to chill, trying to like um, reset uh, as we head into December. Um, I'm stoked for uh, Christmas time. I I'm a big uh, listeners to this podcast know that I'm a Halloween fan, huge huge spooky season fan. Um, I'm also a big Christmas guy. I love Christmas. Uh, the Podmaster uh, is also a huge Christmas fan. Um, so it's always very big in our house. The Christmas music has already started playing. We already got the lights up outside. Um, we're probably going to be getting our tree super soon, like tomorrow probably. Um, so yeah, it's going to be like in full swing soon. And you know, I'm I'm excited about it. I know that not everybody is a big uh, a big Christmas fan. I know that the season and the holiday can kind of bum some people out. Uh, but in our household, it's definitely a, a fun and celebratory time of year. So yeah, stoked for that. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it for me. I started, I started talking as if I had more to say, and I guess I don't. <laughs> How are you, David? I'm good. I had a good Thanksgiving. Um, my family's in town, so we just had a nice dinner together. Uh, we went to go visit my grandmother, who's uh, in memory care at one of the facilities here in town. And that was good. It's been, it's been tough, uh, watching her go through the early stages of dementia, Mm. um, the last few months. Um, especially because it's been, it's been really hard on my mom. She's really taking it really hard. And my mom and my dad are both working together to coordinate her care and make sure she gets, uh, the best, uh, medical care and you know work working with the facility and stuff like that uh it's been it's been taking quite a toll on them and i'm trying to help out where i can and uh, it's a little diff it's it's been difficult for me too just seeing yeah. seeing my grandmother in that state um but thankfully thanksgiving was a really good visit with her yeah we had just had some dessert and um it was good to see her again so a nice little quiet Thanksgiving. I'm a big fan of the holidays too. Uh, not uh, not in the habit of decorating because I live by myself. So 
I, I, and I and I have a small tree, but I'm sure if I put it up, my cats would destroy it. So <laughs> I haven't done that. Or piss on it or something. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, really excited for the holidays. Uh, definitely after Thanksgiving, from Thanksgiving to New Year's, it's just like why why do we even work? <laughs> I know, I know, right? Why does why does real life have to continue? Can I just stay home in a sweater? And sometimes it feels like nobody is really working like if you're at I, it's obviously different if you're in like retail or food service or something like that but if you're in like or or media the, the podmaster's pointing at herself because she works she's a journalist and that that job doesn't stop but if you're like in kind of like a like a office job environment like uh both david and i are um it does feel like a lot of like your coworkers and managers have just kind of checked out for the rest of the year once thanksgiving rolls around and it's like why am i busting my ass if like uh, all of these people are not doing anything and don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I've made the plan to not bust my ass. Yeah, this yeah. Year. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be coasting. Yeah, coasting till uh till the ball drops. That's the way to do it if you can. Um and uh like my my dearest uh, my deepest dearest my deepest sympathies <laughs> with uh the the folks who are not able to slack off until the new year especially retail workers god bless all of you right now because you are uh heroes who are on the front line of just the, the most nightmarish uh work scenario that i can possibly imagine <laughs> working retail during the holidays um so we we stand in solidarity with you um and yeah and uh re regarding your your family stuff I, I just wanted to say that um i know it's i know it's rough and if you ever need to to chat about it with somebody i'm always here off mic too <laughs> thank you <laughs> um uh anything you've been enjoying in media lately Ah, so many things i could talk about i've been re-watching some of my favorite movies to put together put together a new top top movie list because i haven't had that updated since you know probably 10 years ago um so there's so many ones i could talk about master and commander this is spinal tap monty python and the holy grail pacific <laughs> rim i'm not going to talk about any of those i'm going to talk about a couple bad movies <laughs> that i had the time of my life watching which uh may be uh, a little on theme for this episode to be talking about a, a couple of bad movies for our media wrecks no no spoilers on overall thoughts on the film but Gonna go out on a limb and say Santa's Sleigh 2005 is like not what most people would consider a a good movie. <laughs> yeah, certainly no Citizen Kane, but we'll get there. Yeah. So I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. <laughs> and I also watched a movie called Blood Rage. There's a podcast out there called Till Death Do Us Blart that's run by the... The, the people behind My Brother, My Brother and Me, and The Worst Idea of All Time. Uh, every Thanksgiving, they get together and they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and talk about it and review it. And the idea behind the podcast is that it is going to continue from now until the heat death, heat death of the universe. <laughs> Because they've all picked successors so that when they die, someone else will fill their place on the podcast to talk about Paul Blair at Mall Cop 2. That's funny. Uh, one year, Griffin McElroy from My Brother, My Brother, and Me watched Paul, uh, Paul Blair at Mall Cop 2 synced up to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> so I did that this year on Thanksgiving. Um, the word transcendent comes to mind. <laughs> Um, one of the most, one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had watching a movie. 
you haven't lived until you've watched Kevin James fight a peacock to the <laughs> climactic chorus of Brain Damage by Pink Floyd. Just, I just, I can't imagine. How, you know, how many, how many years do you think we're going to live, David? Probably, we're, we're probably going to live to be, what, 70 something, maybe 80 something if we're lucky. I can't imagine spending almost two hours of my life doing what you've just described. <laughs> my time on this earth is too precious. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm underselling the, or uh, underestimating the experience. I own the movie on DVD. <laughs> I've watched it multiple years. Like, not every year that the, the podcast has done it, but this is my third or fourth time watching that fucking movie. <laughs> I've never seen, I've never seen Paul Blart one or two. Spoiler alert. They're bad. Yeah. That's why I haven't Don't watched watch them. them. <laughs> Don't fucking watch them. Yeah. Cause um, I, I've, I've seen everything I've seen about that move. Those movies. I'm like, that looks like dog shit and I will not be <laughs> viewing it. Uh, so for those of you who don't want to spend 90 <laughs> minutes of your life watching Paul Blart Mall Cop two synced up to dark side of the moon, there's a video on YouTube, just search it, it should be the first thing that pops up, called Blart Side of the Mall. <laughs> it's a little 10-minute video that compiles uh, the moments from the movie that Griffin talks about on that particular podcast episode. It compiles them and, and, and sets them to the music of Pink Floyd, so you get a sense of, uh, of what the full experience would be like. Um, also, they have a great podcast, it's it's. They have. They only have a few episodes because they've only been. They do it once a year, so uh, it's really fun to listen to, even if you haven't seen the movie. Which again, don't watch the movie. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It sucks and is bad. Uh, yeah, I won't be watching that. But maybe I'll look up that uh, YouTube supercut. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I also watched uh, Blood Rage, which is a slasher movie uh, from the '80s that's set on Thanksgiving that I think was made for twenty dollars. Um, <laughs> not much to say. Had at the time of my life with it. It's terrible, uh, but a lot of fun. Yeah. What have you been enjoying recently? Oh, um, I've, uh, I'm not going to do specific recommendations about the music that I've been listening to because uh, no one gives a shit and none of our listeners are going to listen to my, any of my weird niche recommendations. Um, but just so you're aware, I have gone again down the deep rabbit hole of the Chinese black metal scene and I have been listening to a ton of Chinese black metal again um, and just... I, I can I can recommend you some bands off mic. I just I feel like this is not what our listeners are, <laughs> are going to be like. Yeah, I'll go check that out. Um, but uh, I've been enjoying that a lot. And then in in terms of movies, uh, I did get a chance to watch a couple of movies this week. I watched When Evil Lurks, which you had recommended to me, um, an Argentinian horror film that I think we've brought up on the podcast before as, as one of your recommendations. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did re recommend it. Yeah, good movie. Um, solid like extreme horror uh from uh from Argentina. So if you're a fan of gore and fucked up shit, <laughs> um, just plus one to David's previous recommendation about that movie. And I also watched Funny Games. I watched the original Austrian version because uh, there's two versions of that movie. The director, um, Michael Haneke, made uh, the original version in Austria and then did a shot-for-shot -shot U.S. remake with uh, English-speaking actors. Um, so I watched the original Austrian version, but they're they're shot-for-shot -shot the same, so it's basically <laughs> the same movie. Um, I had never seen Funny Games before. I don't know if you've ever seen Funny Games. I've never seen either because I remember when that remake was coming out and I saw the trailer. Yeah. Not knowing anything about Michael Haneke, still don't know much about him, honestly, but looked really interesting and I never saw it. Yeah. It is 
fucked up. It is, uh, I, I've added it to my list of evil films. Um, so if you want to feel really, really awful this holiday season, <laughs> go ahead and put on funny games. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Um, but if, if you're, if you're just, uh, you want to go down just a hole of depression and depravity and, um, just wonder uh, if there is anything good or redeemable about the human race or if we should all just go extinct and die. Watch funny games. <laughs> so that's what I've enjoyed in media this week. I love an evil film. Uh, I really loved funny games. Uh, highly recommend it to people like me who love feeling bad because <laughs> that is a feel bad film. Uh, yeah. And speaking of feeling bad and wondering if there's anything redeemable about the human race, let's transition to our discussion of today's movie. I feel this was a listener recommendation. Yes. We really appreciate it. Yes. I'm just being a little goofball. Uh, this was this was submitted by our listener, Emily. If you guys want to submit a movie, hit us up on our social medias. We'll try to work it into our schedule. Uh, and if uh, if you'd like to come on the podcast, you know, talk to us about that, too. Yeah. Um, this is a direct-to-video Christmas horror movie. We are talking Santa's Sleigh from 2005, uh, directed by David Steinman, starring wrestler Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Um, we never heard of this movie before this. Nope. Not uh, wrestling fans either. So, um, there's also not a ton to talk about in terms of the background of this movie that I could find it's a direct to video holiday horror movie. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. The most notable thing that I saw is that it's executive produced by Brett Ratner. So there's like a, there's someone with money behind this, which yeah. is probably how they got like Bill Goldberg and also a couple of other surprising bigger name actors to cameo. Yeah. Um, Bill, Bill Goldberg has a pretty brief film and TV career. Um, you know, a, a lot of direct-to-video stuff, um, a lot of guest roles on, like, recently at NCIS Los Angeles, stuff like that. And the director, David Steinman, is a production assistant to Brett Ratner. So that's how he got this gig, I think. Uh, human Garbage Can, Brett Ratner. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, sorry. We, we should mention Brett Ratner, uh, sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh so this this is uh David Simon's only director credit and his only writer credit. Um but I think we should in in lieu of discussing the background behind this movie because there's not a ton that we can really find, we should talk about the genre of Christmas horror broadly. Yeah. And it's an interesting one because it starts it really starts with Black Christmas. I think I think as far as like the a notable Christmas horror movie, Black Christmas from '74, a foundational slasher movie, if there ever was one, and not just the first Christmas horror, but maybe one of the first holiday horror period, because Halloween had not come out yet when Black Christmas came out. Black Christmas '74, Halloween '78. So there was a there was a Christmas slasher before there was a Halloween slasher, really, as far as I I mean, as far as I know, uh, unless there's some s smaller entry that predates uh, Halloween that was was set on the holiday. But like holiday horror, it seems like in general is the invention of Black Christmas. Uh, but yeah, like the probably the definitive Christmas horror movie. I don't I mean, I know like there's some other stuff that we can get into as well, but Black Christmas 
pretty much is up there um even now yeah i think there's tons of of halloween horror that we could talk about but when it comes to christmas horror it's it's pretty much black christmas and uh i would say stuff like gremlins as well uh recently i know krampus was yeah. like pretty pretty successful but after black christmas and after the slasher craze kicks off in the 80s it seems like it's mostly the christmas slasher the christmas horror movie is mostly relegated to low budget direct to video yeah. type films like there's that jack frost movie with like an evil snowman or whatever the fuck yeah <laughs> silent night deadly night yeah um you know you go <laughs> you go on tubi and type in christmas horror and you're you'll there's plenty of <laughs> slop out there yeah yeah although silent night deadly night a, a movie that we may eventually cover on this podcast maybe maybe december 2024 potentially <laughs> because that is a fun one um so it's not all it's not all terrible <laughs> yeah um but i, I uh, it's interesting that they they really just have there's a there's a handful they're really good mm. i think there's also like quite a few anthologies that aren't particularly good either so definitely feels like someone out there needs to come come back and make a really solid christmas horror flick krampus was almost that for me the problem that i had with that movie is it's not violent enough <laughs> it's the 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 movie's good the performances in are good in it like adam scott's great tony collette's great the kids are all fine in that movie um they just they're the scares are good um, the monster design um, in that movie is very good, I think. Uh, the kills are almost all off screen and you get like no gore at all in that movie. I think the I think Krampus is rated PG-13. I don't even think they made it R. Yeah. And that's a big, big problem for a slasher movie, right? It's like, it, it's it's kind of a hybrid slasher monster movie, right? And it's like, if fucking evil toys are eating children in that movie i gotta see that shit you can't <laughs> you can't hide that from me man you know or like a an evil fucking toy is you know stabbing somebody to death under a car or whatever happens it's like show it to me it can't all happen off screen um so krampus was almost there for me but that that really uh held it back yeah um, for me i just needed i needed some blood and guts in that damn thing I'm hoping that a Terrifier 3 delivers when it comes out next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's apparently going to be a Christmas slasher. It is going to be a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, but um, we're we're talking about um, Santa's Sleigh, which is a horror comedy. And I use horror very loosely. Really lightly. It's, it's almost an action movie with yes. just how it treats the Santa character that's played by Bill Gold. Goldberg here. It's yes. not there is nothing scary about Bill Goldberg in this movie. Yeah. He is not frightening visually and his performance is not scary. Right? It's like he he is the quote unquote horror villain. He's like the slasher of this movie, but he's first of all, he's the most compelling performance in the entire movie. Like he's he is the most fun to watch, which is which is good. Um, but he's also just not frightening whatsoever. He's yeah. like way funnier than he is scary, um, which is fine. But yeah, horror very very loosely. Um, it's much more. I think you're right, an action comedy. Um, also weirdly has kind of the tone and vibes and visual aesthetic of like a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> this thing looked like Hocus Pocus to me. Oh yeah, because yeah, because this was this was direct to video. They probably shot it for fifty bucks. Right. The uh, well, the kid actors in this movie both seem like they're acting in the Disney Channel original movie. Uh, uh, and, and again, acting. We're using that word <laughs> very loosely. Especially in the case of the main kid. The character's name is Nicholas. That kid sucks. <laughs> His performance is very bad. I think <laughs> I thought Nick was try. The guy playing Nick was trying. Yeah, I think he was trying and failing. <laughs> I also think he was trying way too hard yeah. for a movie in which wrestler Bill Goldberg is cast as Santa Claus, who is actually the son of Satan. Yes, he is He is the the devil's version of Jesus, right? Like what, what we, what we learn in the movie is that like, just how, just like how Jesus was immaculately conceived by God via Mary, the devil apparently did the same thing to some other virgin. And that is how Santa Claus was made. <laughs> He's the devil's immaculately conceived son, <laughs> which, which by the way, to give this movie credit where credit is due, Great fucking idea. Oh yeah. Very, very fun premise. I I will get to it, but I wish that they had like done more with that. <laughs> but very, very fun pre- premise. And batshit insane, which I love. Yeah. Um, so the movie opens on a rich family having Christmas dinner, and it's your typical, you know, they're arguing about shit. Is it typical because most of these people look and are acting like porn stars? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, for some reason, James Khan is here. Why the okay, David? Why the fuck is James Khan? I have no goddamn movie? idea. <laughs> why is he? Did Brett Ratner have like dirt on him? He was like, he was like James. You know, I you wouldn't want those photos to come out, would you? <laughs> Be in my fucking Bill Goldberg Demon Phantom <laughs> movie, star of of Godfather One and. Uh, he's not in the second one. Yeah. Uh, R.E.P. Sonny. But star of The Godfather, James Caan. And just Misery and somebody, I mean, he, like, yeah. like legendary actor James Caan. Great actor. R.I.P., by the way. Rest um, in peace. But what the flying fuck is he doing in Santa's sleigh? <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's here because this opening scene uh, would be insufferably annoying until Goldberg shows up if it wasn't for James Caan. And it's, it is pretty quick. Um, thankfully, thankfully, the action gets moving in this movie really, really fast. But like the little bit where that David was describing where like the family's all like fighting and shit, it's just all the most obnoxious lines of dialogue delivered in the most annoying way this, <laughs> imaginable. This did give me my first laugh of the movie though, yeah. which is James Caan praying <laughs> and he says, dear God, don't let this, this turkey taste like a shoe like it did last year. Laughed my ass off yeah, with that. Yeah. Uh, and then because, it, because James Conn was delivering it, yeah. the guy can fucking act, <laughs> unlike almost everyone else in this film. <laughs> and then his wife starts feeling up the guy that's sitting next to her at the table. Yes. This is where it really started feeling like a porno parody. To me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but then pretty much immediately, uh, Bill Goldberg bursts through the <laughs> chimney. He bursts. He bursts through the chimney, literally like the Kool Aid Man. Yes. Uh, and just uh, kills everyone. Yes. He, uh, he 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 starts the his first thing he does 
is he kicks the dog. Yes, there's like a little Pomeranian in a dumb Christmas sweater, and he just punts it, and you just see this Pomeranian puppet hit the ceiling fan and fucking rock it around the room. That did get a laugh out of me, and I do not uh, enjoy violence against animals in in cinema uh, as a general rule, but that one was quite amusing (laughs) to me, just seeing this little Pomeranian puppet flying around on the ceiling fan. Um, Yeah, and then he like... He like somersaults on the table, yeah, and fucking stabs James Khan's hands and pins them to the table. Uh, what else? Did, what, oh, he uh, he lights the wife's head on fire, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then he drowns her in like a vat, like a like a, 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 a bucket of eggnog yeah. that they have. Which, by the way, drowning in eggnog, <laughs> bad way to go. Yeah. I just like drowning in something thick like that just seems disgusting. <laughs> And and also, you know, you don't want to drown in anything, but I feel like drowning in something thick and viscous like that is like even worse. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the I, <laughs> thick and viscous. Yeah, those are two words that should not be in the same. I just sentence. feel like you'd be simultaneously drowning and also throwing up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he he takes the Christmas tree star. Yes, like the tree topper up and throws it like a ninja star at someone who's running away. <laughs> Um, and he, he finally kills James Caan by like shoving a turkey leg, leg into his mouth and then slamming his head on the table. Yes. Yeah. Um, decent gore effects in this first scene. I wish it was more violent, which is a note about the whole movie, it, uh, the movie as a whole. Yeah. I, I wish this thing was way more violent than it is. That being said, decent gore effects in this first scene, like James Caan's hands being pinned to the table and stuff. And some of the other blood we see, like, it looks okay. Yeah, I think the kills are all fun and creative, but I agree. I just, this movie's rated R. There's plenty of fucks and shits thrown around. We get a little bit of nudity. Let's, let's see some blood and guts, too, people. Yeah. Like, like that, this is what we're here for. Um, so that's how this movie starts. <laughs> um, all things considered, nice opening. Yes, yeah. A solid little opening. Um. I was again. We knew nothing about this movie going in. I watched this after after watching, you know, James Con's family getting murdered by a giant wrestler dressed as Santa Claus. I was like, okay, I'm in for what this movie has an has has on offer. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was optimistic after this opening scene. I feel like uh, a thing that I'll I'll get to uh, throughout this is I like the first half of this movie, which sort of continues the tone of the first scene. Um, I like the first half of this movie better than I like the second half. I think the second half, it starts starts dragging a little bit for me. Um, but yeah, this this opening scene I had no problem with. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Um, so then we cut to uh, the worst title card of all time. <laughs> it looks like someone made it in like Microsoft like paint. It like, looks like word art. Um, but uh, it says Satan's sleigh. And then the Satan rearranges itself into Santa's. <laughs> Which I think is funny. Um, I do think that uh, in order to get this movie greenlit, um, someone just like went into like Brett Ratner's office or whatever and wrote on a whiteboard Santa and then like switched the letters around (laughs) and was like Satan. And was like, eh, eh. And then drew (laughs) a dollar sign through the S. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. James Cameron style. (laughs) But the S into a dollar sign. (laughs) Um, what if, what if Santa Claus was bad? (laughs) Um, anyway, so then, uh, from there, 
Uh, oh, the opening credits here are kind of fun because they're in like a little like storybook and there's like illustrations and stuff. Um, I thought it was all right. Yeah, it, it was it was fine. Yeah. Um, we 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 open at uh, Hell Township. Yes. Uh, because guess what? Hell f- froze over. That's the joke. It's Christmas, <laughs> and it's hell. Yeah. I guess. Hell um, Township. It's Christmas Eve, and we're in this little Jewish Jewish deli, and I I have to complain about this old bitch. This this crusty ass old lady complaining about paying four seventy five for a sandwich from a Jewish deli. And then she's haggling over the price. She's like trying to she's trying to argue the price at the register. And I'm like, you don't fucking haggle at a deli. What are you fucking doing? For four seventy five. We just had sandwiches before this recording. <laughs> That were like $16 a piece from yeah. like a national sandwich chain. And I know that this was 2005 and like inflation has happened. But 475 in 2005, like you're doing totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would shove this woman out of the way and buy 20 sandwiches. Yeah. It's like a roast beef guy. sandwich that she ordered too. It's like, it's not, she's not getting a fucking grilled cheese. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I completely agree. Um, this old lady is being so fucking rude. She's also being anti-Semitic. <laughs> To the owner of this Jewish deli, because he's like, happy holidays. And she's like, don't give me any of that shit. It's Merry Christmas. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Um, just immediately, just the, the fucking crustiest old bitch you've ever seen. <laughs> just a horrible old woman. Um, but, but soon after, she drives back home uh, on a nice little country road, and Santa Claus shows up in his sleigh that is, is pulled by a a bison yeah so david and 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 they they call it a reindeer throughout the movie and no but no one realizes that this is a fucking bison it's clearly it it is so clearly like a buffalo right and i know buffalo and bison are different things it's very clearly a bison sure right um and and did no one involved with this production know what the fuck a reindeer looked like Because everybody's calling it a reindeer. Santa calls it a reindeer. All of the other characters refer to it as a reindeer. It's just so clearly like a full-on Western bison. Um, and it's like huge and white. So Santa is tailgating this old lady <laughs> in his sleigh. Um, and uh, she's she's like uh, getting pissed off that he's like on her ass. I think he has like something that's the equivalent of like a horn. That he's like basically honking in his sleigh at her. Um, and she's like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> she's also driving like a fucking maniac. Yeah, she's, she's like trying to light a, a cigarette or something and she's like swerving. Yeah, just swerving all like, over like, the Like road. peeking over, like barely peeking over the steering wheel. Doing just like the, the stereotypical old lady who doesn't know where she's driving kind of thing. Which, by the way, the visual gag of her barely being over to being barely being able to see over the dashboard did make me laugh. It's, <laughs> I got, it's, it's solid. It got a little chuckle out. Uh, what made me groan <laughs> is Bill Goldberg, Santa Claus, uh, g- like shoves her off the road and makes her car flip. And as he does this, he says, Move, bitch, get out the way. Yes, that one was... Okay, so there are... This movie is packed wall-to-wall with one-liners. Almost all of the dialogue in this movie is one-liners. Some of it, like the move, bitch, get out the way, fucking suck so much ass. (laughs) (laughs) However, some of them are good, and some of them got, got laughs out of me. It was real hit and miss for me on the one-liners. Yeah, I don't know if I have any more written down. 
But the the formula of this movie is write a bunch of Christmas puns, have Bill Goldberg show up and kill people with wrestling moves, wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> he doesn't have, I don't think he has more than two lines said in succession until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. Everything he's spewing is one-liners. Yeah, totally, totally. It is, it is... It is Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze level. Which one-liners and puns? By the way, speaking of Schwarzenegger, I don't know if you were getting big Terminator vibes from Santa in this movie, or if it was just me. But there were a few scenes where I was like, this is, it's giving very uh, T-800 to me. (laughs) Not like the performance necessarily, but some of the situations. Like when he goes to like the titty bar later, it just felt very Terminator. It felt very, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Uh, you know, comparing this movie to Terminator <laughs> in any regard is a bit much for me, <laughs> but you're not wrong. <laughs> I, what I'm saying is I think this movie is stealing from Terminator a little bit. Yeah. And not necessarily well, right? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a very basic formula to Terminator that I think a lot of, of action movies and horror movies science fiction movies have have followed um and this basically basically just boiling down to treating the antagonist as like some kind of unstoppable unrelenting force i think there's a lot of movies that do that yeah um but a lot of the violence in this movie is just excuses for santa to kill people yeah yeah um so yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, so Santa runs this old lady off the road. Uh, has a shitty one liner. I I did want to say they actually do, cra- flip and crash a stunt car here, and I appreciated that. I appreciated that in this dumb direct to video Christmas action comedy slasher, we're actually getting a stunt driver to drive and crash a car. Yeah, it's respectable. Yes, I thought it was good. Um, did need to see more of this horrible old bat dying because basically <laughs> the car crashes and that's it. And I was like, no, you got to show me the aftermath here. This lady sucked, <laughs> but they cut away from it. Um, and then we go back to the the kid, uh, Nick, Nicholas, who was working in the, in the Jewish deli. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, he's like going home for the day. Right. Yeah, he's going home for the day. Um, he works there, uh, with his his friend, Mackenzie, Mary, Mary, Mary. I think it's Mary. I girl, (laughs) blonde girl girl in movie. (laughs) Um, they get gifts from Mister Green. Like he gives her a snow globe. He gets a um, it's like a a a world clock that shows you different time zones. And they're they they're clearly not super into the gifts, but they're very nice and appreciative about it. Yeah. Um, and they ride home together. Nick kind of moans about how he never really liked Christmas because he never got the presents he wanted. Yeah, he was like, I always wanted an Optimus Prime or a Cla- Castle Grayskull, and instead I got an Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> um, we discover that Nick lives with his grandpa, and he hears something when he gets in, when he opens the door, he's calling for his grandpa, the house is dark, he hears something, heads down to the basement, and, oh no, it's a fake-out jump scare. <laughs> this is this is like the only moment of any real tension in the, any any pretense this movie has about, like, actually building tension. 
Right. It's like this scene, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's also, the, this is one of like two total jump scares in the entire movie. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he wanders down to the basement. His grandpa sneaks up behind him and scares him. Yeah. Um, his grandpa, which is, his grandpa, who, who's clearly just like dollar store Doc Brown. <laughs> 1,000%. Yes. It's very, very much a Doc Brown type. Um, and their dynamic is very much like a Marty McFly, Doc Brown type of situation, right? Um, and d- so so uh, Grandpa is starts immediately talking about his bunker. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa's built a bunker. He built a bunker. <laughs> Grandpa's a prepper. Um, and uh, he, like, takes Nicholas, his grandson, like, into the bunker and starts, like, showing him shit in there. Um, there's, like, all these TV monitors that are set up. There's, like, a huge steel like bank vault door to get into the place um it's insane <laughs> and um like here uh the the kid nicholas is basically like he's talking about how like everybody in town kind of thinks his grandpa's crazy and he's like well you know i've defended him in the past but this does seem fucking nuts <laughs> um there's like a thing here with like a nutcracker um and it shoots it the if you don't poke holes in the chestnut shell it'll fucking explode or something and i was this clear to you (laughs) no it's it's chekhov's nutcracker yes it's chekhov's nutcracker and for some reason it comes back in the end and for some reason it shoots nuts like bullets yeah (laughs) i did i I was unclear on it (laughs) but it it, if you use the nutcracker it will fire a nut off as if it is just a a stray uh 38 uh caliber shell (laughs) um yeah there's it doesn't make any sense i don't know it it comes back later um but grandpa's a tinkerer yeah he's clearly got uh you know tons of stuff that he's working on down there but he just built built a bunker in his basement um we get a we get a cutaway where santa gets robbed by some guy and he stabs him in the eye with a candy cane i did want to and I, chucks him in the dumpster i did want to call out this is one of the funny lines uh the lines that made me laugh at least this mugger when he like uh comes up to santa and like tries to rob him says what up santa bitch <laughs> <laughs> which which made me laugh uh, but yeah and i like him getting stabbed in the eye with the candy cane also bill goldberg has a good moment cuz he's like sucking on the candy cane so it's sharp when he takes it out of his mouth he's kind of like <laughs> um because he's like i know where i'm gonna put this yeah and i think he picks the robber up over his head yeah and just hurls him into the dumpster yeah some great like wrestling moves from goldberg yeah especially in this first half of the yeah, yeah yeah um but i but i like that this is this scene is just it's been 10 minutes and the audience is getting bored so we need to kill someone <laughs> even if it interrupts the flow of another scene which you know Kudos to this movie because it was right. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, it did need to throw in another kill here. And this is that that's one of the things I like about the first half of this movie is it just keeps the Santa carnage coming. Yeah, because because uh, Grandpa is going to tell Nick about the true secret behind Christmas. And he gets out this big tome that's called the Book of Claws. Yes. Um, and basically tells him the story that Santa is the immaculate conception of Satan and a virgin. Um, and on the anniversary, on on the anniversary of, uh, you thought Prince of Darkness was creative. (laughs) You thought Prince of Darkness had a, had a take on religion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I, little did I know Santa's sleigh was out here. John Carpenter <laughs> never asked, what if Santa was, was the son of Was Satan? the son of the devil. <laughs> the immaculately conceived son of the devil. And that's not even as weird as this movie gets. We haven't even gotten to the curling match yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the anniversary of the birth of Santa, there were always a bunch of ex- unexplained deaths and murders. It became known as the Day of Slaying, which led to the people of the of the of this legend or whatever. They had a mass of Christ, which leads to Christmas, where they would pray to God for protection. And the the story cuts off here because Mary comes over to visit. Um, and she's she's her her dad's a hunter, which is which is a joke throughout this movie. She uh, brings over. She says her dad just shot a wolverine yes. and brings over rotting wolverine meat what for a Christmas f- present. What the flying fuck is this joke? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> she, yeah, she brings over like a plate covered in tinfoil and is like, it's wolverine. And then, yeah, the grandpa looks at it and it's like rotting and has like flies and shit on it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, And it's like, it's they don't dwell on it. It's just a one-off gag. With the Wolverine meat. And then it's like, okay. <laughs> and then she gives, so weirdly, so Mary in the earlier scene when her and Nicholas are like leaving work, he's like trying to put the moves on her and she like shuts him down. But then all of a sudden in this scene, she like wants to be his girlfriend. And that's basically what she does for the rest of the movie. The switch for me was not really clear. Yeah. Um. But here she comes over with a present for him and he... <laughs> She gives him this this package that's it's not like a box, it's just like an irregularly shaped wrapped object. And he takes the wrapping off and it's a fucking gun. And he it's... asks her, like, what the fuck? You got me a gun? Yeah. And she's like, No, open it up, and it's a transformer. It's a transformer. But the visual But it looks like a gun. The visual moment of him just opening, like taking the bow off and opening the wrapping paper, and it's just a fucking gun. made me laugh so hard and then like it being a transformer kind of undercut the moment also by the way this never comes back no it doesn't it it amounts to absolutely nothing (laughs) other than the visual joke of just this kid unwrapping a gun so we we cut to a, a mass in town and the priest is talking about how people are greedy around christmas and we've lost the true meaning of christmas while he's also begging for more money in the collection plate yeah, and uh, playing it off like, this is for the poor and needy. I see a lot of coins in that plate. I wouldn't want to see bills. And then he drives to a strip club in his Land Rover. This is what he's doing with the bills. This is what he's doing. <laughs> a lot of singles. Yes. We actually see him taking, like, the same money, like, that was in the collection plate and, like, stuffing it in, like, a stripper's, like, uh, like um, little garter thing on her leg. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, and then Santa pulls up in his sleigh and tosses the keys to his sleigh to the valet which okay this is like a small town this is like hell township yeah. is supposed to be like a little podunk town why the fuck does this titty bar have valets <laughs> is it just for this joke i think so <laughs> it makes no goddamn sense the joke the, 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 the writers were like okay what if <laughs> what if santa claus handed the keys to his sleigh to a valet outside the strip club. <laughs> and that was it. They didn't give any logical consideration to why a small town strip club would have a valet. And two, 
how or why a sleigh would require keys. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> and also why the valet is just mostly unsurprised by this. He's not like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, also, uh, he has no questions about the sleigh being pulled by a huge bison <laughs> because he thinks it's a reindeer. Like Everyone everybody thinks it's a reindeer. Movie does. Um, so yeah, so Santa gives the valet the, key- the keys to the sleigh, <laughs> which now that you say it is so fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> and walks into this titty bar. Uh, he strangles the bouncer with a wreath. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the bouncer isn't going to let him in for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he strangles this guy with a wreath, which is pretty cool. Does uh, a couple more wrestling moves here. Yeah, he forcibly kisses one of the one of the strippers under the mistletoe. After saying, ho, ho, ho's. <laughs> which is oh, that's right which is oh thanks for thank you for for keeping track of the puns for me because i lost my fucking mind the ho ho ho's one stuck out because i was like that is so obvious and so lazy and goldberg's delivery of it kind of made it work for me <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and then he's just he starts fighting everyone this is my favorite scene in the movie yeah this is i i i like the intro this is probably my favorite scene too um, I really like he disinfects the stripper pole as like a little cutaway gag after <laughs> he's so he's killed a few people. He disinfects the stripper pole and then rips it, grabs it and starts using it like a bow staff. Yeah. Which is pretty sick. Yeah. And then like uh, so he's like beating the shit out of everybody in this bar. He's like killing everybody. And the last thing that he does with the stripper pole is he uh, like gives it. He like hands it to the last guy who's like uh kind of cowering in a corner and like hands it to him and he electrocutes him somehow how does this i think he kicks i think he like hands it to him and then somehow kicks him into the air so the pole hits like christmas lights that are on the ceiling oh yeah yeah, and yeah then yeah, it yeah. electrocutes him yeah and it zaps the shit out of him it's very much like a, a classic electrocution where like the guy you can see the guy's skeleton and shit <laughs> And he's, like, completely fried uh, afterwards. He's, like, there's, like, shitty CGI smoke coming off his body. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, And then before he leaves, he lights a lump of coal and then tosses it like a a grenade. (laughs) One of many varieties of Santa grenade. Actually, no, it sets on fire. This is more like a Molotov. Yes. Well, there's, like, a bunch of, there's a bunch of, a bunch of women and strippers and, and a couple patrons or something like cowering in a corner. Yeah. And he tosses it to them and walks out of the building yes. as the whole bill as as the room sets on fire. Yes. And says, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> and they all just roast alive in this strip club. Yeah. Yeah. It, this set piece sort of rocks. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'll revisit this movie uh, frequently, uh, but I may look up this scene if it's like on YouTube or something and just watch this again. Um, Cause yeah, it's fun time. <laughs> uh, we're back at Nick's house. And, oh, sorry. By uh, the way, at, so, I just want to point out. Yeah, go ahead. At the, at the end of this bar scene, when he's walking out his, his sleigh with his bison is outside of the strip club again. And the bison does like uh barf up the valet hat. So the bison ate the valet. <laughs> right. Thank which you. I think is kind of a funny joke. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. We're back at Nick's house, and they're uh, they're all sitting around watching TV. They have a Christmas Eve demolition derby in this town, and that's what they're watching on TV. I don't know why that's the detail that I that I picked out, but that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, that should be a tradition. Grandpa goes to bed, and she starts telling Nick that his grandpa is weird. We have to reinforce this idea that grandpa's weird, and people think in town think he's crazy. Yeah, and Nick obviously gets offended right rightfully so gets offended uh and then says starts insulting her dad because her dad's a hunter and he's you know he says like do you want my grandpa to you know go around shooting animals and have an nra card or whatever like (laughs) your dad and so then she gets pissed off and leaves yeah um it's it's a very whatever argument yeah between the two we need we need we um, needed her to leave so that he can read the book. Basically, basically. yeah. Um, so he opens up. He opens up the book of claws and starts reading it. Um, it's in Old Norse, which we didn't mention yeah. because Grandpa speaks Old Norse, um, and Nick knows a little bit of it. But he starts reading it, and we get uh, this. Might be my other favorite sequence of the movie. I did like this, um, where he tells the rest of the story and it, it is done in visually it's done in like Rankin Rankin Bass style stop motion. Like those old Rankin Bass Christmas movies, like the Rudolph the Red, the nosed reindeer, Santa Claus is coming to town, little drummer boy, like those Christmas specials. It's done in that style um, of like stop motion, like puppetry, um, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a nice little touch here and somewhat creative. You know, this movie is not a good movie, but in parts, it's trying. Yes. And I find that charming and endearing. It does have some creative ideas. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like fully just soulless content, <laughs> you know, like there's some cr- creative ideas behind what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the little rank and bass touch. It's very nice. Yeah. So basically the second half of this legend is that in the 11th century, an angel came down to earth and took the form of an old man and saw Santa on a frozen lake and challenged him to a contest, basically to slide rocks across the lake to like a fishing hole. It's a curling. Match. It's curling. Yes. They're, they're playing, they're curling in the, in the animation, the rocks are shaped like curling stones. Later in the movie, they actually just have a curling match. Yes. So um, if Santa wins, he'll take the angel down to hell forever. And if the angel wins, then the day of slaying must become a day of joy, and the killings must stop for a thousand years. And the angel wins, and Nick realizes basically that, okay, the a thousand-year bet is over, and Santa has come back to kill people. And I have said that this main actor, the kid who plays Nick, uh, is bad. Um, One of my... One of his worst line deliveries is right here after like the Rankin Bass uh like animated segment ends, um which by the way just fun- some funny stuff in the Rankin Bass segment too like it's at a point um when he like loses the match uh like Santa gets all pissed off and he like shoots flames from his mouth and shit. <laughs> it's just very funny and uh fun and and good. Um, but at the end of that little segment, um when he has the realization that David just described, he goes, "Shit, that was exactly one thousand years ago." The bet's over, <laughs> and I was and I was like, didn't want to take that again. Maybe one or two more times could have gotten a little bit more oomph out of that line. 
No, that's the one. All right. <laughs> that's the best take. Okay. <laughs> Uh, just so flat anyway um sorry i feel like i'm being really mean to this poor actor <laughs> um but yeah so yeah he he realizes that uh santa is um killing people this year so nick goes upstairs and logs into the internet and he goes on to a website that's obviously like a parody of norad but it's called gonad <laughs> It's the Global Operations Network for Aerospace Events, and they have a Santa Tracker website. And basically, he types in like a, like a chat feature: "Is the Santa Tracker real?" And they're the, like, the, "How the, old are you? How old are you? 16. And they're like, "No, Santa's not fucking real, you loser." <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's it, it, it's literally just a throwaway joke, right? But it made me laugh. It is pretty funny. Um. And so the next day it's Christmas. Uh, we get a scene of Sansa just running the fuck through a nativity scene, <laughs> which is fun. And he like cuts the head off of, uh, you know, one of the wise men or something with his axe. Yeah. I think it might be Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, um, I don't, I don't know if it's here or elsewhere, but in various scenes of this movie of just Santa carnage, there is, uh, original music i think that was written for for this movie yes we need to talk about this yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's I, this might be one of the moments of it but just overall in this in this movie anytime there's kind of like a chase sequence or a or like a montage bit there's like pop punkish original songs with the fucking laziest and dumbest lyrics I have ever. <laughs> yeah. If, if if it's not like a royalty free Christmas standard, like a, like a joy to the world or something, it's this shit. Yes. And I, it finally clicked with me when, when we got to the end credits and I was like, Oh, is this an original song for the movie? Yeah. Cause and then three more played and it got down to the bottom of the credits. And I saw uh, someone named Jim diamond. <laughs> His name is all over these fucking credits, <laughs> either as uh you know, performed by Jim Diamond's Pop Monsoon <laughs> or uh, performed by the Gore Gore Girls produced by Jim Diamond. So, uh, Jim, I hope you were paid very well for writing and producing all this shitty Christmas pop punk music. It sucks so fucking bad. There's one song in here that literally the lyrics, literally the lyrics of the, to the entire song that, that plays in this movie is just Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just repeats over and over. And I was like, what the, it literally sounds like the placeholder music that you would put in like a rough cut of this while the music was being, while the actual music was being finished. <laughs> but it's just, it's just what they released it with. It's, I thought it was so delightfully shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, he's destroying the nativity. He's fucking, uh, uh there's a scene where these two little, uh, shitty kids get, they they open up uh their their presents and their bombs and their heads blow off like in a Looney Tunes cartoon like it's just smoke it's like an empty like there's no head and just smoke emanating from their neck stump yes and their family kind of reacts like what the fuck but like not the way that you would expect a family to react if their children's heads fucking blew up um 
Uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a funny little joke. The the heads exploding. Yeah, um, we also get a scene of the the priest at mass the next morning. The priest at mass is like uh, talking about the victims of the fire at the titty bar. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, we should all pray for them. Like, even though they were sinners, we should we should like uh, keep them in our hearts or whatever. And uh, uh, then he lists them all by name, which yes. is funny. The funniest name, because all of the strippers have very funny, like punny stripper names. My favorite one is Tess Tickler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then uh the real like next big scene here is uh santa breaks into the the jewish deli yeah that's closed um and the the owners in there are, you know telling them hey we're closed uh then why are you there <laughs> what are you doing on christmas day i know you i know you're jewish but what are you doing just stay maybe home just, take just him, stay home taking the opportunity to get some prep work done or something maybe i don't know, I don't know. or maybe he lives there uh, <laughs> he's got he's got a he's got his bedroom above the deli yeah so santa breaks down the door of the deli and then uh dives through the glass deli counter <laughs> uh to attack the owner picks him up stabs him with the menorah <laughs> to the wall <laughs> this is maybe maybe the goriest kill in the movie um because it's like right through the menorah goes right through his neck and there's like a decent amount of like blood here and yeah he's like pinned to the wall with it um again like decent gore effect yeah it doesn't look bad yeah it's solid um and uh he uh if he, he walks outside there's a bunch of um jewish people dressed in like the traditional yeah like orthodox kind of jewish clothing yeah, yeah. and he just growls at them like a dog which i thought was funny i don't know Later. But, but, but i i can't i cannot under like overestimate how much bill goldberg is putting this movie on his back yes to carry it across the finish line he is totally like bill goldberg is yeah you're completely right totally carrying this movie like it's like Anytime he's on screen, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not, this is not bad. And anytime he's gone, I'm like, really need Goldberg back on screen. And he's just doing his wrestling stuff. Like yeah. he's not, it, it, I, there's, I think there are probably lines in here that are references to, you know, catchphrases he had from his wrestling career. Yeah. But he's clearly just playing Santa like his, his wrestling persona. Yeah. Which, uh, but he's a good performer. He's, 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 he's doing it, you yeah. know? wrestlers they're performers yeah um you know not all of them have have had careers like Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah in in terms of like their their crossover appeal to movie audiences but uh he's doing it but i do think it's in it's in my notes so i will say this verbatim i think goldberg's good in this yeah i think he's good in this i don't i think uh most of the performances in the movie are bad and I think that Goldberg is not bad. I think he's I think he's doing a good job. Um, Nick stops at a gas station, um, and uh, we get this. Uh, there, we haven't mentioned this, but there's there's quite a few. Uh, we we have a handful of like R words and homophobic slurs throughout this movie. Yeah. Um, this gas station owner is black. Um, played by the actor. Um, in the, the 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 prisoner on the boat at the end of the Dark Knight, right? Uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Who uh throws the detonator out of the window? This guy's also a wrestler, by the way. Okay, because I because I I've seen him before, but that's all I knew him from. Yeah. Um, but he's he's very much kind of being played as a black stereotype here. Um, where he the uh, uh, the Nick goes up to the counter to buy gum, 
he says to him, I've never seen you here before. And the, the owner, gas station owner's like, just moved here, homeboy. Too much damn violence into hood. Yeah. Um, kind of, my eyes kind of rolled back in my fucking skull. There. Yeah. Huge eye roll moment. Yeah. Not, uh, not, not a super progressive film. Uh, <laughs> Santa's sleigh. Um, in 2005 too, I feel like we were already, uh, a little bit past that. Feels like a very nineties joke. The, that too much violence in the hood joke feels like a very eighties or nineties joke. Yeah. Uh, by 2005, it was pr- pretty late to be doing that. Uh, Nick hears over the radio that the deli's been attacked. He heads over there and finds that Mr. Green is somehow still alive. (laughs) With the menorah stuck through his neck, which is kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of funny him talking with this thing. And and he just just says one line. He just says, there is a Santa Claus. (laughs) And then he dies. And he dies, yeah. (laughs) Um, And the cops show up. The cops respond at this point. Uh. I, the most donut munching cops that I've seen in a movie. Quite literally donut munching. Yeah, they they don't munch donuts in this scene. But they. But I did call it in my notes. I was yes. like, these are some donut munchers. And then a couple a couple scenes later, they're they're chowing down on some donuts. Yes. So they like they go to they immediately arrest uh, Nicholas because he's in this ruined deli with a dead guy pinned to the wall with a menorah, right? Yeah. So they're basically like, "Well, we got to take you in for questioning because you're at the scene of this crime." And then one of the cops, so the Orthodox Jewish guys are still hanging out outside, like they're like just on the sidewalk, and one of the cops is like, "Grab those Amish guys too," <laughs> which I thought was sort of a funny joke. Yeah. Um, that these cops don't know the difference between. Amish people and Orthodox Jews. Um, um, they go down to the station and he talks to Captain Cock. Ca- okay, so there is Captain Captain Toby Cock is his name. But before he gets to Captain Cock, I did want to point out that the guy who sends him in to talk to Captain Cock, the sign on his desk says Sergeant Dick Zucker. <laughs> okay, which is so fucking juvenile and stupid oh so they're doing a thing here and it made me laugh really hard sergeant yeah. dick zucker <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it really got me captain cock's name is spelled uh c-a-u-l-k like cock like, yes like in a like in construction or whatever yeah um and uh captain cox dressed as santa claus um yeah, Nick, another homophobic joke here because uh, Captain Cock is dressed as Santa, but he has a pink sweater on underneath. And Nicholas says something like, Don, you now your gay apparel or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, it, all right. It, again, once again, 2005, people. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, this movie's batting average for jokes is not high at all. <laughs> no. Um, um, although Dick Zucker did earn it a little bit of uh, <laughs> of goodwill from me. Yeah. Um, and Nick's going on about Santa Claus is real. He's killing people. And the main thing here is he says that we have until seven o'clock before the killing stops because then Christmas is over. Right. Cause because seven o'clock is, is the, the time at the pole. It will be midnight. Yeah. Yeah. At the North that's, pole. that's where the, uh, the world clock that he got from Mr. Green comes back. Mm. Um, and the captain's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, and then, and then outside the office, uh, as Nick leaves, the the cops are actually munching donuts, looking at the map, and uh, looking at a map on the wall where they have flags marking where the killings are, and the killings are taking the shape of a Christmas tree, which is a cool idea that never comes back. Yeah, not like, never explored at all. 
Um, um, it's basically just an excuse for a one-off joke because yeah. one of the cops is like, I think the next killing is going to be right here, like the star on top of the Christmas tree. And then the other cop's like, I don't even know if it is a Christmas tree. It looks to me like an, an irregular parallelogram or some shit. And the other cop just looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um. So Santa shows up and... Uh, tases Captain Cock in the balls. Yeah. Um, and then uh, winks at the camera as he steps out of the office and, you know, off screen, everyone else in the station has been killed. The, we, donut, the donut munching cops have been killed. Yeah. Big, big complaint from me here. We really needed to see Bill Goldberg killing these cops. Yeah. As soon as he like left Captain Cock's office and it, sh- it was clear that we had missed him killing all of these guys on screen and then it just happened off screen i was like okay kind of kind of fuck you movie because i really really needed to see another action sequence of bill goldberg killing a bunch of people in this movie and it's a really brief there's a couple visual jokes here but it's all on screen very briefly where one of the cops is dead and there's a chalk outline around him and there's a little santa hat on top of the chalk outline (laughs) um one of the other cops is Again, just pinned to the, a lot of people getting pinned to the wall inexplicably in this movie. Yeah. Somehow pinned to the wall with these tiny little green flags that were on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's it's pretty uh funny. Like the 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 crime scene is pretty funny, like those visual gags, but like we need it we needed to see it. Yeah. You know. Um so then uh then Nicholas and Mary are driving. I think Mary has like picked Nicholas up from the police station or something. And they're driving, right? Um and there's uh like a cop car behind them. Um and it like the lights turn on and it's like pulling them over, right? And immediately this is another one of the the stupid ass one-liners that I did enjoy. Um the uh the cop car is like pulling them over. And uh, Nicholas immediately thinks that it is Captain Cock again, like uh, just decided he wasn't done with him. Um, And he's like, oh, it's that guy. uh, Or he's like, oh, that guy sucks. And uh, she goes, Cock? Yeah. Uh, And then uh, she also says when she notices uh, the cop car in her rearview mirror, she says, what is it with you and Cock? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, movie. I guess so. Uh, It's stupid, but it did make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's Santa. It's Santa Claus. Yeah. It's Santa Claus. Yeah. So Bill Goldberg jumps into the back of the truck, and um, Mary tells Nick to get a get the shotgun out from like under under the dashboard, and uh, he struggles to load it. Like like this kid's never seen a, a movie before how to load a shotgun, <laughs> and then finally uh, shoots Santa off the back of the truck. Yes, this is where we get our only other jump scare of the movie is when he's like. Santa's in the back of the truck and then he turns around to shoot him and then he's not there all of a sudden and they're like where'd he go and then he just like pops up in the windshield (laughs) um but yeah yeah so he uh he tells her to do like a, a top gun uh, I think he's like, do a Top Gun. And she's like, what? And he's like, stop and then accelerate, basically, to mm. like knock him over or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, he like successfully like shoots him out of the bed of the truck and he like rolls on the road or whatever. Um, good stunt work, presumably from Goldberg doing his own stunts. Uh, it's hard to tell, but um, him falling out of the back of the truck is like a cool stunt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they get back to Nick's grandpa's house. Uh, they run down to the bunker. And as they get down to the bunker, they can see on the CCTV that uh, Grandpa has installed down there 
that there's carolers showing up at the house. Dickensian carolers. Like, they are dressed like they are in the the 1800s for some fucking reason. Like, Victorian yeah. England carolers. You know, I carolers seem like a thing that only exists in movies. Completely me. agree. We mentioned Black Christmas earlier. Also carol- carolers in that movie. I feel like it's never happened to me in real life. Yeah, I'm I'm 31. Yeah. I can never, I can't recall a single Christmas where we opened the front door and there were carolers outside. Yeah. Did, was this just a thing that stopped happening at some point? I Maybe, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I was in choir in middle school, and I think one year my middle school choir did do like a caroling event, and and we did go caroling. I'm trying to remember if we went to like a neighborhood and knocked on random people's houses or if we had an arrangement where we like did it at like businesses that were downtown or something. But um, I think I think I participated in caroling like one time through through that. But otherwise, like, yeah, like totally have no uh, real life experience with it beyond that. And yeah, so I wonder if it like used to be a thing and stopped or if it's just one of those movie things that just has never been real. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so so there's carolers showing up uh to sing carols and uh they're basically like well you know santa's gonna be coming to you know um d- chase us down and and kill us or whatever so we have to warn these carolers basically and mary like goes to like it's mary right who like opens the door um, i think they both go up there yeah, yeah and they open the door and as soon as they do uh santa shows up and just kills all these carolers yeah starts tossing the carolers around this moment is sort of fun when he's like he like raises one of the carolers over his head and like throws them and shit. Fun, almost completely bloodless. Yeah, and we need some more gore. It's been it's been a decent amount of time now since the titty bar scene, which is the last time we got like real blood and blood in this movie. Well, the menorah kill, right? But other than other than the menorah kill, which at this point is probably like 15 minutes ago or something in this movie, 15, 20 minutes ago, like it's been completely bloodless since then. And we're due for some more. And it's just, the movie doesn't give us, give it to us. Unfortunately. Yeah. There, there are few images in horror movies that I find more uh, pleasing and disturbing and cool than, blood and guts on snow yeah just do that yeah do more of that yeah um i want to see these carolers strewn across this fucking yard yeah and unfortunately he just kind of throws them around and that's it yeah um but yeah so then he they run uh nick and mary as he's uh you know chucking these carolers (laughs) all over the place um they run back to the bunker um, and then, uh, Santa, once he's done with carolers, like goes in, into the house and is like looking for him. Um, they, grandpa's basically like the bunker's not going to hold. I built it as, um, like it, it's not built to withstand like a direct attack basically. Right. Um, so then, uh, he's basically like, oh, I have an alternative plan, which is like, there's like a secret exit from the bunker, like a secret tunnel, um, to get out. So they like all kind of like go out through the secret tunnel yeah it leads to the garage where there are two snowmobiles and they they try to get them started up one of them doesn't work and santa's trailing behind and he looks on the cctv and sees that they're out outside at the garage yeah because he like discovers... through the door of the bunker and yeah he the... knocks down the, the this bank vault <laughs> uh bunker door and um follows them through the secret entrance um and you know, if you couldn't predict it from the way that the Rankin Bass animation uh, portrayed the angel earlier in the movie, 
Grandpa's the angel. Grandpa's the angel, yeah. Um, and this is like, this is the first time where Bill Goldberg actually has like dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't a, it's still full of one-liners, but he actually has more than two sentences to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the uh, Grandpa and Santa are just insulting each other back and forth. Grandpa's like, you clearly have let yourself go. <laughs> Another uh, fat joke about Goldberg, where I'm like, Man looks great. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's six foot two and he's he's wearing his weight well. Yeah. Uh better shape than I'll ever be in. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> um and uh grandpa gets run over by the 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 sleigh yes. and the bison. I uh it's and, and of course afterwards, uh Bill Goldberg quips grandpa got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Cause he, cause I guess you, I guess you have to. I guess you have to. I guess you have to do that joke, even though it's clearly not a reindeer. Um, I wish this was either funnier, yeah, or sadder. Yeah, same. It's kind of just a whatever moment. It's like okay, <laughs> you just, we just forget about Grandpa. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, Nicholas and Mary, like Gram- Grandpa's dead, right? Yeah. Nicholas and Mary drive away on the snowmobile, um, pursued by Santa Claus. Um, the the sleigh is flying now. And he's throwing exploding presents down at them. Uh, there's some 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 not so great uh, compositing digital effects here. It is sort of charmingly bad looking, yeah, though. That is sure. like in this sequence, I was like, okay, this doesn't look great, but it sort of looks not great in a way that is still like entertaining and a little charming, as opposed to it being like difficult to watch bad. Yeah, you know? I I definitely didn't expect great things uh, from the effects department at this point in the movie so. yeah every once in a while when you see santa's sleigh like flying um it's got like a rocket powered like it looks like it's like rocket boosted on the back and you'll see it flying around like a few times in this movie and it's very clearly just really shitty cgi <laughs> um and you know there's 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 a certain uh uh low budget charm in in how that thing moves around uh um, there's a few gags here of the the snowmobile you know bursting through a group of people and your standard, your standard snow chase, uh, gags that yeah. are in, uh, you know, every few James Bond movies there has to be a snow level, and uh, <laughs> it's just we're just doing those gags again, kind of. Um, yeah, they make it into town, um, and there's uh there's like a bell choir in town town square or whatever, um. And one of the, the the guy leading it is dressed as Santa Claus, and as uh, as as Nick and Mary, you know, zoom by on their snowmobile, they're like, "Santa's coming! Run your run away! Save yourself!" <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, they're all everyone's confused, and then uh, when they see Bill Goldberg in a sleigh being uh controlled by a flying bison you know <laughs> heading straight for them then everyone starts fleeing in terror yeah and the, the guy dressed as santa claus shoves some women over and he says move you skanks yes yeah which did get a laugh from me yes the the guy that guy by the way is the the preacher from oh it is the preacher it's the preacher from before Shit. yes he's so the 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 move you skanks guy is is the preacher he ends up in like Santa grabs him or something. He, he ends up in the sleigh with Santa. Um, and, uh, Santa turns to him and is like, 
I just wanted to spread a little holiday fear or some shit and like knocks him unconscious. Um, so, but yeah, that is the, that's the, the preacher from before. Oh God. Yeah. Um, they, Nick and Mary make it to go, go to the high school. Yeah. They, they lose Santa at some point. He, yeah. Like they're, he's not immediately behind them anymore. Um, and yeah, they go to the high school. Um, they go to break in. I, it's a little unclear to me what their plan is. Um, but I guess they're just trying to hide in the high school. Yeah. Um, but they go to break in. This did get a laugh from me. They're like, uh, cause obviously it's closed. It's Christmas day. And, um, the Nicholas is trying to like break through a, uh, a window. Um, and he like wraps his jacket around his fist and then punches the window and it doesn't break. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> which that did get a laugh from me. I did like him trying to punch through the window and being unable to. <laughs> uh, the line that got the line that got a laugh from me here is uh, Nick says Nick says uh, let's hope the twelve days of Christmas song is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think because like the clock's counting down, they're like a couple hours away yeah, from seven like o'clock at this point. Yeah. Um, but they break into a window. Uh, along the way, they open up. Um, Nick opens up his backpack. And finds that nutcracker that Grandpa left in there with a note that says, um, the best, the only worthwhile gifts are practical ones. Right. Uh, which will come back in a few minutes. Um, and then Bill Goldberg lands the, uh, Santa lands his sleigh on the roof. And Bill Goldberg takes off his jacket and shows off those, those, Shows off the guns. Okay, so he looks great here. He's in like kind of like a gray tank top, and then his Santa pants with this. Big... Yeah, we we haven't really talked about his costume. We should talk about his Santa outfit. His costume rules. It ru- this look is so good. It's a really good costume. Like the rest of the costuming in the movie is like whatever. It's kind of just nothing. It's like people wearing very regular looking clothes that don't seem very you know, thought out or specific to their character necessarily. But the Santa design, very, very good. <laughs> it's, um, he's, his huge ass belt buckle, like rocks. It's, it like looks kind of metal. Like, um, it just looks, uh, rad. And then his, his belt, his like leather belt, um, it has like raised like leather bumps on it that kind of are reminiscent of like an ammo belt, <laughs> um, which is also just kind of a cool look. Yeah. I, I thought it kind of lo- reminded me of a wrestling belt. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and the, the buckle is a metal Santa Claus face. Yeah. Um, that's huge and it looks really cool. It's rad. And, um, his, his look is like, he's, uh, he's balding, but he has like long hair and a huge beard. Mm. And I think his, his Santa hat, has like uh like like metal plates around it or something that look like they're you know old like Norse armor or something like that. Yeah. There's a very there's a very like ancient look to the costuming that also the ancient and folkloric look to the costuming that also is also it's also like we're also playing on just traditionally what people think of as santa claus yeah yeah the look is a blend of those two styles yeah the look is very much like death metal santa claus um like with the with the big beard and long hair and i even think his hair has like a couple of little braids in it yeah um and it's it's just it looks very like death metal um and yeah just good costume um so yeah he takes the coat off he's got his fucking shredded giant bill goldberg arms out um and he's like pursuing them through the school um 
they end up on like the ice. Oh, uh, before, sorry, before they end up on the ice rink, there's another funny moment. I think they're in the library. Yes. Hiding from him. Um, and at one point he like picks up a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And then like the kids are like trying to run away from him. And he, he takes the book, uh, and just like beams it at, uh, Nick and it just nails him right in the fucking face. (laughs) I, laughed for 30 seconds straight to the point where i thought i was going to pass out like that like 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 my i got all lightheaded and i had to pause the movie i couldn't control myself this happens sometimes where where um i'm i just start laughing so hard that i think i'm gonna fall over and fucking die I really, really loved that moment, partially because, like, I was not uh, particularly thrilled with Nicholas's character or the performance that the main actor was giving. So just seeing him beamed in the fucking, <laughs> just taking yeah. that, taking that Charles Dickens to the fucking dome. And to to the to the kid's credit, he has a good reaction here. He kind of goes all like cross-eyed, and it's yeah. almost like, it's almost like he's gonna fall <laughs> over, but he doesn't. He just keeps going. Yeah, and for like the rest of like for the rest of this scene, and then like into the next scene he's like my head really fucking hurts and i'm like yeah i bet bill goldberg fucking chucked a bucket directly between your eyes um yeah but they they run onto the uh the hockey rink at the school yeah um didn't didn't know that public schools had hockey rink money but yeah we we live in arizona so that's never happened. We've never run into the, I've never had a high school hockey rink. Yes. Um, they, they, I, I never have either, but I also went to a, a high school with basically no sports program. <laughs> I went to a math and uh, science high school full of fucking nerds. <laughs> so we didn't have much uh, in the way of sports facilities at all. They, um, they stopped to have a tender moment. Okay. This mid-chase, shit chase, which I hate. Yeah. This shit is such an action movie trope. We talked about how, uh, this is sort of like an action comedy more than it is a horror comedy. This is such a bad, action movie trope where like mid like uh chase scene or mid fight or whatever um our romantic leads will take a moment to uh have a little romantic moment right and i feel like this happens so much in just shitty action movies um and it it, i was like rolling my eyes because i was like you just fucking ran away from santa claus he's obviously right behind you like why are you wasting your time also they're on an ice rink so they're very visible yeah (laughs) they're not hidden in any way (laughs) um but they're just having their little emotional moment for whatever fucking reason and and then sure enough santa takes the opportunity to try to kill them with a zamboni (laughs) i do like santa on a zamboni (laughs) it is kind of fun um and then uh right before the zamboni like crushes them against the wall of the ice rink it gets stopped um by like a magical curling stone yes a holy curling stone you know embedded like you know stopped stopped that stopped one of the uh the wheels or the treads of the zamboni yeah and he turns around and there's a glowing grandpa <laughs> angel the the glow effect is so like shitty and cheap it's really funny it, it, it looks worse than the uh the flying sleigh effects for yeah. sure oh we also i don't think we've really mentioned speaking of bad effects we haven't really mentioned i think it's already happened a couple times by this point in the movie but occasionally bill goldberg will shoot fireballs out of his mouth in this movie yeah he does yeah. it he does it during the the high school the chase through the high school yeah the he's like shooting fireballs from his mouth and it looks like it looks like ps2 graphics 
<laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Um, but also hilarious. <laughs> um, I did I did enjoy him just belching fire. Um, but yeah, so Grandpa's here, and basically the deal that um uh with him showing back up in angel form, basically. I mean, he looks the same, um, but his like mortal body is dead, and he's back to being an angel. Um, which by the way, his angel outfit, he's wearing like an In and Out employee hat. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure what was up with that yeah um but he's like dressed all in white now or whatever and um basically he challenges demon santa to a rematch like another curling match basically yeah i do want to point out this moment where bill goldberg takes out one of nick's santa letters that i guess he has on him oh yeah and reads the letter to santa aloud in like a mocking little kid voice very funny performance from bill goldberg here yeah and he's like dear santa i want an easy bake oven literally just like that (laughs) yeah uh but it's just it's just fun yeah um but yeah we're we're gonna do another curling match uh santa opens up a hole in the ice that is a portal to hell yes, basically he stomps on the ice in this high school hockey rink and a crack opens in the ice that with like flames under it and then yeah like uh, the ice falls open in this one spot and there is yeah a hole uh, a hole to hell and i i do again credit to this movie where credit is due when the hole to hell opens up there's like hell noises coming out of it and it's like screaming and like flames and shit and like you know wails of despair and i was like Okay, fun hell noises. Yeah. <laughs> I like the hell noises coming out of the hell hole. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so then they they uh, are going to play their, their curling match. Um, they're kind of like shit-talking each other a little bit. Grandpa takes his shot. He like um, slides his stone up to the edge of the, the hell portal. Um, and it gets really, really close, uh, but doesn't like go in, um, which I guess is good. I don't know what the rules of curling are. Yeah. But Santa seems upset by this and grandpa seems happy. So I guess it was a good shot. (laughs) And I think Santa just grabs grandpa and throws him down the hole. Yes. (laughs) He doesn't even take a shot. He just chucks him down into hell. Yes. Instead of taking a shot, he just literally grabs grandpa and slides him across the ice into the portal. I I should mention that before, uh, before grandpa got set on, sent on a one way ticket to the lake of fire, (laughs) he did turn to his grandson and say, Hey, remember that, that thing that sh- that that you read in that note five minutes ago, yes. I'm gonna remind you, and I'm gonna remind the audience. The only worthwhile gifts are practical ones. Yeah, so Grandpa gets slid into the portal to to hell, and then basically Santa is uh like uh oh I'm gonna fucking kill you now, and then um uh Nicholas tries to get one over on on Santa Claus here and be like oh you can't actually do anything to us you have no power now because it is 7 p.m. at the North Pole now and he like has his little clock thing and Santa's like guess what bitch at the North Pole all of the time zones converge so he has a great line here where he's like Christmas is over when I say it's over. um and then here is where uh the fucking nutcracker toy comes back like santa's gonna try and kill him or whatever yeah uh santa you know uh coughs up another fireball at them yeah and uh nick takes out the nutcracker and shoots a chestnut that goes through the fireball and the chestnut ignites and it lands in santa's chest 
I thought it was going to explode. Yeah, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. It just sort of embeds itself in there because I because like like you said, I think it. He mentions that when a chestnut uh, lights on fire, if you don't poke holes in it, it explodes. And I wanted to see this chestnut blow Bill Goldberg's chest open. But yeah, it, unfortunately, it doesn't. It does not. Yeah. Um, and Santa falls over backwards. Um, and Grandpa is like hanging off the edge of the the hell portal hole yeah and uh they pull him up and they seal the portal um and uh santa gets up and grabs the zamboni and drives the zamboni through the wall and takes off yeah um and they're like gonna go chase chase santa claus but for some reason like grandpa can't leave the hockey arena this was very confusing to me (laughs) Uh, the note I have is Grandpa can't leave the hockey arena because the script won't let him. <laughs> yeah, there's like a barrier or something that he can't pass through, so he just you know pieces out and goes back to heaven. Or yeah, whatever. I think angels are just apparently only allowed in high school sports arenas. <laughs> That's the only. I think. I think in general, uh, divine intervention uh, is just limited to uh, to sporting events, right? So it's like um, angels can show up in, uh, you know, like uh, NFL stadiums, high school hockey rinks, uh, at the Olympics, but that's everywhere else. No divine intervention allowed. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Grandpa uh, is is uh, beamed back up to the mothership. P- pieces out, <laughs> you know. Good luck killing Satan, you guys. <laughs> I did my part. Um, thanks for saving me from falling into hell. Goodbye. Um, and yeah, so he leaves. They're trying to chase Santa down. There's a thing in in the chase earlier, the the snowmobile chase. There is a thing where like there were all these like skeet shooters, um, right? Yeah, and so their plan is to lure Santa back to the skeet shooters and have them all shoot him. And uh. You know Mary's uh, Mary's dad is there, yeah, because uh, he's a hunter, right? Um, so they they run into this the skeet shooters and the hunters, um, and they're basically like trying to convince them that they're gonna to stick around and, um, you know they're gonna get the, get a chance to kill a flying reindeer. Yeah. Um, I like this guy who's smoking a cigarette with uh, and he has one of those like transdermal microphone yes. that smokers have yeah. when they lose a lung. Yes. And he's still smoking and he talks through that. Yeah, and like all the clothes he's wearing are merch from the cigarette brand too. I think it's called it's like a play on camel cigarettes. I think it's called like llama cigarettes. He's wearing like a llama cigarettes hat, a llama cigarettes jacket, a llama cigarette shirt. It's which I thought was a funny gag that he's like talking with like yeah, the transdermal mic. He's still smoking and like all he's just completely decked out in merch from the cigarette brand. <laughs> yeah. Um pretty funny joke. Uh and uh this is kind of a I, I I agree with you. I think the first half of this movie is stronger because the the climax here, the high school stuff in this is all kind of kind of a weak ending to the movie. Yeah, and it's like bloodless and kind of we lose a lot of the Bill Goldberg like wrestling moves and stuff. A lot of the stuff that makes the first half fun is just absent here. Yeah, so basically what happens is Santa's sleigh uh is flying through the air and flies over this group of hunters and they all start shooting at it with their guns and then uh Mary's dad just shoots a bazooka off <laughs> and um blows up the sleigh and we get some guts raining down not enough guts we need yeah. more guts um uh, at this point too um the the 
preacher who's dressed from earlier who's dressed up as santa claus in the sleigh like falls out of the sleigh when it either when it gets shot or right before and gets impaled on a flagpole yeah <laughs> so that's a good that that is a good one um i i did appreciate that we got like one more good gore moment um it's not like super gory it's not as gory as you would want but uh you know i'll take what i can yeah. get everyone thinks it's but everyone thinks like it's it's the real santa claus or 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 whatever and uh nick realizes that the real one's still out there yeah um there's also the the book of claws falls down from the sleigh so he takes that with him and uh he and mary kiss whatever who gives a shit (laughs) um and yeah they're basically like he's still out there we have to be ready for him yeah and There is a funny moment here where uh, after the preacher gets impaled on the fucking flagpole, um, like just some guy uh, pulls out or shows up with like a huge circular saw (laughs) and he's like, stand back. This is going to get messy because he's going to have to like cut the fucking body off the flagpole, (laughs) Um, which is funny. Uh, Yeah, uh, we the final scene here is uh, Santa's dressed as a biker at an airport. And um, and he's, he's gonna fly home to the North Pole, and yeah. he checks his Santa's his Santa sack in as his checked bag, which is funny. Yeah. Um, he also just looks like Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Scene. He no longer looks like Santa Claus at all. He, I think, has the shaved head now, mm-hmm. um, and has like the the yeah biker goatee, like the long biker goatee beard, um, thing that he was kind of his iconic look right and he's got a vest on and just like a leather vest yeah he's like fully just looks like regular bill goldberg now um yeah and he's just flying somewhere else i guess yeah. flying flying to santa's sleigh too <laughs> which i don't think ever happened i think that this was one and done yeah i don't think this is a very lucrative franchise <laughs> and uh we cut to credits yeah we get the the crappy original <laughs> punk rock music for this movie yes uh there's a fun gag where the people in the credit, everyone listed in the credits has a naughty and nice list next to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cute. It is kind of cute. Uh, and then there's a there's a quote, a quick little post credit stinger here where uh, Santa's reading his list and turns to the camera and says, "Who's next?" Yeah, which I think was one of Bill Goldberg's like wrestling catchphrases. Yeah, and uh, and that's the end of this uh, this very silly uh, seventy eight minute movie. Yeah, pretty breezy seventy eight minutes overall. Um, so that's Santa Slay. That's it. So Justice, tell me, is Santa Slay starring wrestling legend Bill Goldberg? <laughs> and featuring James Conn for some fucking reason. <laughs> for two seconds. <laughs> uh is Santa Slay the greatest movie ever made? Uh David, uh this this is a like you said, a breezy 78 minutes. Um I I don't think this movie is good. I think this movie is is bad. <laughs> um that being said you know it doesn't overstay its welcome it's 78 minutes which is exactly what you want for a film of this quality um and bill goldberg is a lot of fun to watch uh like i said the first half of the movie works for me better there's some good fight sequences a little bit of gore wish there was a lot more gore um the main performances nicholas and mary uh don't really do much for me uh not really compelled by those performances or those characters um i think you could do worse uh with a holiday film um uh i think you could probably even do worse with a holiday horror film um i haven't seen a lot of the like really schlocky direct-to-video um uh holiday horror films but i imagine that this is not the worst one out there um i had a decent time with this i was entertained i was rolling my eyes a little bit um but uh 
almost equally to the amount that I was rolling my eyes, I was having a good time and, and laughing a little bit. Um, no, Santa Slay is not the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> um, I cannot say that it is. Uh, apologies to listener Emily who suggested this and said that in her opinion, this is the greatest movie ever made. Um, sorry, I'm not seeing what you're seeing here, uh, Emily, but I, I, di- I will say I did have a fun time with this. I'm glad I watched it. And I would lightly recommend this to listeners who like um, sort of like so bad it's good type movies. Um, if you're looking for something this festive season, to watch uh, maybe while you're decorating your tree or wrapping presents or at a Christmas party or something. Um, and you want something that's like a little violent, a little campy, a little dumb. Uh, you, you could throw this on. I, I, I'm going to say that, that it's a, it's a worthwhile addition uh, to your holiday season. If you've never seen it, you know, give it a whirl. It's not going to blow you away, but uh, I, I think it's, I think it's worth a, a watch at least once. Um, so that being said, uh, no, absolutely not. This is not the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> that was never a question in my mind. Basically, after that first scene, I was like, no, nah, this movie, no. Um, David, is Santa Slay from 2005, executive produced by human pile of shit, Brett Ratner, <laughs> the greatest movie ever made? No. <laughs> Fuck no. I mean, of course not. It's not. Um... Emily, thank you so much for suggesting this to us. I had a lot of fun with this movie. However, to echo everything that you said, it's not very good. (laughs) The performances aren't great. Really, what's holding this up for me is Bill Goldberg having the time of his life. Some fun action kill sequences where he gets the chance to showcase his wrestling moves. Uh, The uh, Rankin-Bass-style flashback is fun. And some of the bad jokes did land for me. Um, but like you said, you could do a lot worse. Uh, I'd rather watch this than, than plenty of other uh, family family um, Christmas movies. Oh, or, yeah. Give or, me or this over movies. Yeah. Um, Give me this over fucking the Santa Claus any day. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I would say, like you said, like if you're having a Christmas party and you need a break from uh, jingle all the way and uh, the uh, Christmas story 24 hour Christmas story uh, cable cable broadcasts uh, and you got some drinks going you can put on Santa sleigh and pay attention to half of it it's a pretty breezy 78 minutes like I said you're it's not gonna it's not gonna blow your mind but it's not a waste of time either but in in no universe is this the greatest movie ever made, <laughs> except for Emily's universe. Which hey, that's great. Um, and again, if you if uh, you're a listener and you want to recommend a movie, it doesn't have to be something that you think is the greatest movie ever ever made. We will watch anything that you recommend to us, as long as it isn't a snuff mil- <laughs> snuff film or something we watched before. What if uh, we What if we did watch a snuff film and then we had to talk about whether it was the greatest movie ever? <laughs> <laughs> is Zapruder film the greatest movie okay ever? <laughs> well if we're talking Zapruder film <laughs> probably the greatest snuff film ever made yeah um, that's actually just a, a guy's head exploding and uh it's pretty compelling what if JFK's head just did that though <laughs> That's my theory. I think it just did <laughs> What that. if his head just did that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we are covering one other Christmas movie this holiday season. We're not doing a full month, but we thought it would be fun to do this uh, listener request as well as a movie that we have planned coming up in a couple of weeks that I will uh, I'll save the reveal for. 
But next week, we are taking a look at another actually good movie. One yes. of the few actually good movies that we've covered on this show. Uh, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, directed by David Lynch. We are being joined by our friend, Valerie Moffat. Yes, Valerie is going to be on the show. Uh, we're so excited to talk to Val about this movie. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be such a fun time diving into Lynch. Uh, because I am a huge David Lynch fan. Um, the Podmaster fucking hates David Lynch. <laughs> but I'm a big fan. Also a huge Twin Peaks fan. Um, Val's an even bigger Lynch and Twin Peaks fan than I am. And it's going to be such a, a hoot to talk to Val about this movie. So super excited for that. That episode is going to be long as shit, by the way. <laughs> I know this one was a little shorter. Um, next week, we're going to go right back to the long ones. Uh, and I have a, an interesting history with David Lynch as well as Twin Peaks. Uh, this will be my first time actually watching Fire Walk With Me. I've only seen the original show once the whole whole way through, mm -hmm. and I had meant to catch up on some of it, but I don't know if I'll get the chance to, so I'll just kind of be going into Fire Walk With Me Cold. Uh, it'll be interesting to talk with you and Val about that film. Um, it's it's cool that we're finally talking about some Lynch, and again, talking about an actually good movie yes. instead of... Santa Slay and Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre too, and just all this goofy weird shit that we like that no one else cares about. Yeah, yeah. Um, we hope that you will join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, take care of yourself. Uh, hope we hope you have a good start to the holiday season. We hope that continues from you. And until we see you again, later, later dipshits. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Greatest Movie Ever Made. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review, and to subscribe to the show wherever you listen. We appreciate you supporting the show and spreading the word. Tell your friends to listen. Tell your enemies to listen. Tell your mom to listen. If your neighbor has an unsecured Bluetooth speaker, connect to it and play an episode. You can follow us on social media at TGMEM underscore podcast. And if you've got a movie that you want us to talk about, send us an email at thegreatestmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's all for now. We hope you beautiful people all come back next week for another episode.